Welcome to the Confessions of a Loveaholic podcast. Join me, your host, Emmy Hernandez, on a journey where we help women heal and find soulmate love to help rewire their brain and nervous system so healthy love is on the radar and it feels like home instead of heartbreak. Whether you've found your soulmate or your journey is just beginning, we'll explore the energy healing practices like meditation, yoga, and have straight talk about toxic addictions. You deserve safe love. Hey, mamacita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izarra. Today's episode on the Mamas con Ganas podcast is all about how to overcome fear, how to conquer fear. I'm going to share three things that you can use to obliterate fear. I like that word, obliterate. I don't know. I like the way it rolls off my tongue. So yes, I'll share the triad you can use to obliterate fear. And then I'll share some insights from a very famous book on fear. You've probably heard of it. I think it was actually the very first self-help book I ever read like years and years ago. It's by the late Susan Jeffers. It's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. This book is an oldie, but a goodie. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Hey, no matter how many times I hear that title, it never ceases to amaze me what a brilliant title for a book because it totally sums up what we have to do in life when encountered with fear. We almost don't have to read the book because that's exactly what we got to do. It says it all. Feel the fear and do it anyway. It doesn't try to pretend that fear doesn't exist, but rather encourages us to take action despite the presence of fear. Now, I know a lot of us complicate fear, and so that's why we're here. I'm here to break it down, give you the three things that you can use to obliterate fear. And this episode... It's dedicated to one of my loyal listeners, Enriqueta Lemoyne. Enriqueta requested on two occasions, Valentina, could you please do an episode on overcoming fear? So here it is, Enri. I hope you like it. So I decided that the week of Halloween was a perfect time to release this episode since, of course, all the imagery surrounding this holiday is scary, scary. <laughs> So anyone that knows me personally knows like my love for this irreverent holiday. I love, love, love Halloween. Yes, it's irreverent because for one day in the year, we're allowed to dress up as something truly weird or something magical, even ugly. It's like we're all able to take our monster or magical being out of the closet and then embody another aspect of ourselves, an aspect of ourselves that would otherwise be unwelcome. Perhaps it's a dark aspect of ourselves or a sexy aspect. God knows how scandalous some Halloween costumes have gotten nowadays. I know some of you may agree, huh? But anyways, regardless, I love it because not only do we get to be completely creative in inventing the characters that we decide to portray on Halloween, but we get to laugh at ourselves and for once accept everything, the ugly, the beautiful. So this year I have been reflecting a lot on why I like this holiday so much. And it really has to do with the fears that it has me confront. 
And the duality, it allows me to explore. So last year when I started to take out my boxes of Halloween decorations, I have quite a few. <laughs> I think that my nanny freaked out a bit. So she's from Peru and she's quite religious. And last year's theme for my party was the Day of the Dead. So when I started putting all these skeletons around the house, I could tell it's frightened her quite a bit. So I had to explain how I wasn't being sacrilegious um, or I wasn't intending to be disrespectful to God. And hey, I know some people will disagree with my point of view, but for me, Halloween is a reminder that many times we make things in life way scarier than they really are. I want to say that again. Many times in life, we make things way scarier than they truly are. So Halloween is a time that reminds me to face my fears head on. And the cool thing is that it's followed by the sacred celebrations of Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it's like we dive into the darkness, the shadows, and then we come out on the other side of the light and we get to bring all these bright lights. You know, we end up with Christmas and New Year's. So it's a journey that I now consciously use to examine my fears. It's also a time I use to examine the monsters or the things that I don't like about myself. And so during the season of Halloween, I use that time to look at all those things that scare me in my life and I reflect on what I want to improve. And then I make empowered decisions to face those fears and make those self-improvements. The late author and founder of the Ford Institute, Debbie Ford, she actually created her life's work around what she called the shadow process. So in this transformational experience called the shadow process, you're forced to uncover the shadows that keep you joyless or stuck. The, those things that keep you berating yourself with negative self-talk and doubt. So in this way, by examining and uncovering those shadows, you can heal your shame and your guilt, and you can experience profound self-forgiveness and reclaim your worthiness and your right to have an amazing life. So you see there's a duality in life, and many times we want to ignore the dark aspect and we want to pretend that it isn't there. But have you ever heard that whatever you resist persists? Sometimes we need to walk intentionally into the darkness. And by this, I mean, I mean, open up that closet of things that we don't want to examine within ourselves. Things about yourself that make you feel shame or guilt, like your shortcomings, those things that you don't want anyone else to see, because only by bringing those things to the light can you reclaim your powers and experience deep self-love and acceptance, not only for yourself, but then others as well in the process. So I invite you to take an inner journey with me today where you examine your fears and your shadows. Remember, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. So let's get past our fears and move courageously in the direction of our dreams. Okay, so first, let's examine this concept. The concept that the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek. So think of something that you fear. What's that for you? Is it fear of confrontation? Fear of asking for a raise? Fear of quitting your job? Fear of getting married? Fear of asking for a divorce? Fear of losing a loved one, fear of aging, fear of public speaking, fear of asserting yourself. There's so many things that I could put here, but what is it for you? What does that fear look like? So let's get more granular and specific with that fear. What does that fear of doing that thing look like? Does it look like fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of inadequacy? fear of rejection, the fear of change, 
or perhaps the fear of criticism. So now, if you had the guts to do that which you fear, what would you wish to accomplish? What does that look like? In other words, what's the upside of confronting your fear? Chances are that something you dream of or hope for is tied to that fear. Do you see how on the other side of what you fear is what you crave and desire? So let me give you a professional example and then a a personal example so you can reflect on your own life while I share. Okay, so on the professional side, for example, I constantly fear auditioning, the auditioning process. So apart from producing this podcast, I'm a professional actress and I've been auditioning consistently for over two decades. But let me tell you, it's still scary. But of course, in order to book jobs, I have to audition and face rejection all of the time. And on top of that, not take it personally. Now, is it easy? Heck no. But do I continue auditioning? Yes. But this doesn't mean that when I send a self-tape or I walk into an audition room that I'm completely fearless now. So what do I fear from auditioning? I fear failure, the failure of not getting the booking that I want, and I fear rejection. Now the thoughts running around in my head every time I confront these fears are completely useless, but they're still there. You know, I'm I'm saying to myself, am I going to forget my lines? I better remember my lines. Do I look good on camera today? Did I wear the right thing? Perhaps I shouldn't have worn this. Is it the right angle? Um, Maybe I should have made a different choice with that line or the other line. Did I say things too slowly or too quickly? Like when I'm in the fear arena during an audition, the self-doubt and negative self-talk is rampant. And the voice is really loud in my head. So what I've learned the hard way (laughs) is that I can't approach an audition with this mindset, obviously. Uh, Will fear always be a companion along this journey as an actress? Most likely, yes. But if I'm in it for the long haul and I dream of booking big things, I got to feel the fear and what? Yep, do it anyway. Now, on a more personal example, I have a fear that nags at me when I'm at my most vulnerable, and that's the fear of another divorce. It's funny because I'm happily married and my first divorce was a blessing in disguise, but it's still somewhere in my mind hides this monster. And when her voice takes over my self-talk, it is vicious and it is ruthless. Like what she tells me, I would never tell anybody. She says to me, what makes you think you're worthy of a happy marriage now? Perhaps you don't really know who your husband is. Maybe he's a liar just like the first one. Do you remember what happened the last time you trusted a man? Oh, you're so naive, Valentina. How could you be so stupid and get married again? Like she is ruthless. And that monster knows exactly what to say to make me question everything in my life. And when you question your ability to make the right decisions for yourself and your family, it can be completely paralyzing. But you know what? I've discovered that there are three things that destroy my fears every time. Destroy my fear of rejection, destroy my fear of failure, and destroy my fear of another divorce. Three things. Faith, love, and taking action. If you keep the faith, if you do things from a place of love, and then take action, you become a little more courageous each day. That's how you conquer fear. So first, let's discuss faith. What do I mean by this? I mean having faith that everything happens for a reason and that you're on the right path 
even if you don't get the results that you were after. Let me say that again. It's faith that you're on the right path, even if you don't get the results that you are after. There's a quote that really resonates with this. Feed your faith and your fears will starve to death. Faith moves mountains. I believe you must have faith in not only yourself, but also in a higher power. But faith is not the belief that God will do what you want, like I said. It's the belief that God will do what is right. So it's not getting about getting what you want. It's about believing that what you're getting is what's right for you, even when it hurts. So going back to the fear I encounter when I audition, when I feel like it's taking over, I tell myself, Valentina, everything happens for a reason. If this job is meant for you, it will be yours. And if it's not in your best interest, then it's not for you. This train of thought gives me peace of mind. And going back to my fear of another divorce, when that vicious voice starts screaming at me inside my head, this is what I tell it. I tell it, it's okay. God always looks out for me. God is always with me. I have absolutely no regrets about my past because everything I went through has made me stronger, has made me more humble, and has tripled my faith in God and in myself. I have decided to trust again, to have faith in marriage again, and I think that this is noble. I will not allow my past experience to turn me into someone who is bitter or resentful or someone who doesn't believe in love. I choose to adopt the belief that God has my back no matter what. He is the manager of my career and my life. That's what faith is for me. When you choose to adopt the belief that the universe has your back, no matter what. So I invite you to develop faith in the divine, in the spiritual. Faith in something that you can't see that's orchestrating your life perfectly. Although at times, it might feel painful. Faith is taking the first step without seeing the whole staircase. Now, I don't know if I'll get hired for the job with each passing audition, but I choose to take my chances and to give it my all. And I don't know if my current marriage will last forever, but I bet on trust, on hope, on family, and above all, I bet on love. Faith is a knowledge within the heart, beyond the reach of proof. It's something that you feel, not something that you can see. Which brings me to the second ingredient that you need to reduce the power of fear. And this is love. Because you're either moving in the direction of fear or in the direction of love. Now the road in the direction of love may still seem scary. But the alternative is even worse. Because the only thing on the road to fear is more fear. Now when your focus is on the love that you feel for someone or for something, fear loses its power and its grip. When I focus on the love of my craft, on my love of learning lines and sharing my talent with the world, that lights me up. But if I focus on the fear of rejection that I might get an audition, that just like shuts down my light. Remember this, darkness is merely the absence of light, just like fear is merely the absence of love. Now, I once heard something from um, renowned author and speaker, Marianne Williamson. 
And she talks a lot about the Course in Miracles. And I use one of her things that she said all the time now when I'm stepping into a situation that frightens me. And it's been very useful in auditions. So she always says, blast them with love. She says, doesn't matter whether you're about to step into a boardroom or about to have a conversation that scares you or whether you're about to step into an audition or a stage, blast them with love. Pray for those people in the boardroom or the person you're about to have a conversation with, even if you don't like them. The people in the audience, everyone you're encountering today, blast them with love. Send them love no matter what. Your energy will completely shift and transform the situation. So now, when I'm about to enter an audition room, I try to remember to send love to every person I'm going to be encountering on that journey. And I send positive vibes before I'm even there. It's usually while I'm driving there. So I'll be driving there and then, you know, I'll be thinking to myself, okay, let me blast everybody with love. (laughs) And when I'm self-taping, I send love to the person on the other side who will watch the video. If I'm about to have a conversation that scares me, I send the other person love from afar. Like I said, even if I'm not necessarily so fond of them, because I want to move in the direction of love and come from a place of love, not fear. Love opens up possibilities and it chases away those fears that we might have. Like the song says, it's corny, but it's true. Love lifts us up where we belong. So remember, when faced with fear, one, feed your faith, two, blast the situation with love. And finally, number three, take action. Move from victim to creator and don't wait to feel motivated to take action because action precedes motivation. Take action and you're likely to attract motivation. If you wait to feel motivation to take your action, you might wait around forever. And I love this concept of action precedes motivation. And um, there's my favorite uh, male blogger. His name is Ben Hardy. He always says this. He always reminds me of action precedes motivation. So basically taking action, the importance of taking action before feeling motivated. Because usually when you take action, the motivation will come. But if you, like I said, if you wait for motivation to get to you before you take action, chances are you won't take as much action as you need, or you might be waiting around forever. So going back to Susan Jeffers' book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, she says this, if everybody feels fear when approaching something totally new in life, yet so many are out there doing it despite the fear, then we must conclude that fear is not the problem. She then goes on to explain that you can hold fear in two ways. You can hold fear from a position of pain, or you can hold fear from a position of power. So if you hold fear from a position of pain, you will feel helpless, you will feel depressed, and it will paralyze you. However, if you hold fear from a position of power, you will make choices, you will create energy, and you will take action. The fact that you have fear then becomes irrelevant. You feel the fear and what? That's right, you do it anyway. You feel the fear and still take action. If you wait for the fear to go away, you might never take action. So we need to hold fear from a position of power. So here's one of my favorite excerpts from her book. The kind of power I'm talking about leaves you free. 
since you don't expect the rest of the world to fill you up. It's not the ability to get someone else to do what you want them to do. It's the ability to get yourself to do what you want to do. If you do not own this kind of power, you lose your sense of peace. You're in a very vulnerable place. I've found that women are more put off by men by the concept of power for obvious reasons. Men have been conditioned to believe that to be powerful is good. Women in the past have been conditioned to believe that to be powerful is unfeminine and unattractive. It is my experience that nothing could be further from the truth. A self-assured woman who's in control of her life draws life like a magnet. She is so filled with positive energy that people want to be around her. Yet it is only when she has become powerful within herself that she can become authentic and loving to those around her. The truth is that love and power go together. With power, one can really begin to open the heart. With no power, love is distorted. So then she shares three affirmations that you can repeat to yourself morning, noon, and night as a good antidote to any inner conflict that you may have between power and femininity. She says you can say to yourself these three things. I am powerful and I am loved. I am powerful and I am loving. I am powerful and I love it. So in addition, she breaks down how people who hold fear from a position of pain use language versus how people who hold fear from a position of power use it. And the way that they use language is very different. Whether you hold it from a position of pain or power, it's completely different. So people, for example, who hold fear from a position of pain, they say things like this. They say, I can't. They say, I should. They say, it's not my fault. They say, it's a problem. I'm never satisfied. Life is a struggle. They say, I hope. They say, if only. They say, what will I do? It's terrible. On the other hand, people who hold fear from a position of power, they say things like this instead. They say, I won't. They say, I could. They say, I'm totally responsible. It's an opportunity. I want to learn and grow. They say, life is an adventure. They say, I know. Next time. They say, I know I can handle it. And it's a learning experience. So it's truly remarkable, the power of language, as you can see. And interestingly enough, the last podcast that I did was all about that. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. The way you use language can take you from victim to victor. It's completely life-changing. So I've gone over quite a few things now. But remember, let's not make it too complicated. When it comes to fear, keep it simple. Faith, love, take action. Faith, love, take action. And yes, facing fears implies taking risks. But as Susan Jeffers says, with each risk you take, each time you move out of what feels comfortable, you become more powerful. Your whole life expands to take in more of what there is in this world to experience. As your power builds, so does your confidence. So that stretching your comfort zone 
becomes easier and easier despite any fear you may be experiencing. The magnitude of the risks you take also expands. You will be expanding, opening up, becoming bigger. Isn't that awesome, mamacita? Hmm. But what if we mess up, Valentina? What if we face our fears and make a mistake? Great question. So, according to author Stuart Emery, the path from here to where you want to be starts with an error, which we correct, which becomes the next error, which we correct, and then that becomes the next error, which we correct. So the only time we're truly on course is that moment in the zigzag where we actually cross the true path. With that said, it can be argued that the idea is not to worry about making a mistake, but rather figuring out when to correct. So the next time you come across a mistake, don't see it as a reason not to face your fears anymore. See it rather as an opportunity to correct. Okay, so back to my auditions fear. It's taken me years to get to this point, but now when I leave an audition feeling not so great, the first thing I do now is ask myself, what did I learn about this experience? And what could I do better next time? And then I say, next. So years back, I took this workshop with actor and acting coach, Timothy O'Keefe. And one of the things I'll never forget that he said is that every time that we walk out of an audition, we should tell ourselves, next. It's almost like, bring it on, baby. Next. Look at your fear in the eyes and mock it. Next. Because you know what? Beating ourselves up for anything is a waste of time when you think about it. That time could be better used to correct and prepare for the next time we face a similar circumstance. And the same applies to our relationships. We may make mistakes, say something that offends our spouse or our friend, for example, but as long as we correct our mistakes, ask for forgiveness, and genuinely try to be a better person, then our relationships can last a lifetime. So don't let fear hold you back. Just say, next, and keep moving forward as you correct. Keep taking action because there will always be the next thing. And the only thing certain in life is change. And I know I've said it before in a previous episode, the one titled Overcoming the Fear of Criticism. But honestly, life is so short to play small, mamacita. One day we'll turn to dust, literally. And we don't know just how long we will be privileged enough to live on this earth. So you might as well chase your dreams and live courageously. We tend to overthink things, doubt ourselves too much, and then get stuck in a fearful state of paralysis. But like I mentioned in the beginning, let this podcast and this Halloween be a reminder that we make things way scarier than they truly are. So there you have it. Conquer your fears with faith, love, and action. So by the way, I'm giving a free gift for anyone who signs up for my newsletter. It's a free guided abundance meditation. It's a guided audio meditation to align yourself with prosperity and abundance and to help you create a healthy relationship with money. And I created it especially for my mamacitas. So simply go to my Instagram account, click on my link on my bio, and you can choose to receive the free meditation in either English or Spanish. My Instagram account is at mamasconganas. Now, I'd love to get your thoughts on today's podcast episode on fear. Make sure to share with me your insights and takeaways. Tell me what 
cave do you fear to enter? And will you commit to facing this fear so you can expand your comfort zone and find the treasure that you seek? So go to the show notes for this episode at www.mamasconganas.com forward slash 20 and leave me a comment. I'd love to know. And until next time, just remember, next. Hey, it's Valentina. I hope you liked this episode of our podcast. If you liked it or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed me some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create content for other Latinas. Un millón de gracias for subscribing, listening, and sharing our podcast. If you have any questions, comments, please visit our website at mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote, don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos. <laughs>